Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat. Please do put a penny in the old man's hat. If you haven't got a penny, a hay penny will do. If you haven't got a hay penny, then God bless you. <laughs> What's up, happy lifers? I particularly like how Miss Piggy sings that song in The Muppets with John Denver. I think it's called A Christmas Together out in the late 70s, 79, something like that. Well, I rewrote that song to fit today's podcast. Of course I did, you're probably saying. (laughs) But I think it fits our podcast perfectly like this. Thanksgiving's over. We're all getting fat. We don't have a penny left, and that's a fact. If you haven't got a penny, then what will you do? If you haven't got a penny left, then cry (laughs) boo-hoo. I know, I know, I know. Thanksgiving's over. Can we just move on to Christmas, please? I can already sense a few happy life eyes rolling now as I speak. And no, we can't just move on. But don't turn me off yet. Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap-hap-happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny Kaye. If you didn't recognize it, that's from the movie Christmas Vacation. It's a classic. But if you want to have the hap, hap, happiest of holidays, stay with me. Happy holidays. Welcome. Happy holidays. To Happy Life Studios. May the calendar keep ringing. Happy holidays to you. We're here to make your happy holidays even happier. Happier holidays. Happier holidays. Happier holidays. Happier holidays. Happier holidays. Note the original song actually says happy holidays but of course we tweaked it to say happier holidays because who doesn't want their holidays happier a lot of people have happy holidays already but who doesn't want them to be happier let alone want our lives to be happier maybe we should call ourselves happier life studios i tweaked that song one more time as if once wasn't bad enough for you guys i tweaked it one more time for you and it goes like this Thanksgiving's over, we're all getting fat. We don't have a penny left, and that's a fact. If you haven't got a penny, what else have you got? Focus on what you have not, what you have not. Because <laughs> that's the ticket. That's the ticket. There are a lot of reasons why our happy holidays turn into hairy holidays, why they turn into hectic holidays. If we want to have happy holidays, If we start them right, I mean, oftentimes we finish, and this is a mantra that we repeat every holiday season, it seems like I repeat this, but it's it's just so true. If if we start the holidays well, we're probably going to end the holidays well. The odds are much better, or else we can have a hectic, hairy time, and at the end of the holiday season say, I'm glad that's over. But my goal 
is at the end of the holiday season, not just for me, but for all of us as happy lifers, we're in this thing together. My goal is that we would end the holiday season, not stressed out, but at peace with a smile on our face saying that was a great holiday season. But those things don't just happen. They need to be planned out and not just passing by Thanksgiving is the key. It's the answer. It's the ticket. Making Thanksgiving the boss of the holidays, the parent of the holidays, the center point of the holidays, not just shaking his hand and say, thanks for getting Christmas started. We got it from here. We're on our way now. But saying, keeping Thanksgiving through the holidays. It's like we need a a paradigm shift. We need a mind shift, a a perspective change. Because the holidays can be tough for a lot of people. We just sometimes think that it's a happy holidays for everyone, but it's difficult for a lot of people to have happy holidays, really for all of us in some ways, because there's so much stuff going on around us. I want to talk about that. Goodhousekeeping.com, and I will leave a link for this in the show notes. They cited a survey from the American Psychological Association. They said, quote, 38% of people said their stress level increases during the holidays participants listed a lack of time or money commercialism the pressures of gift giving and family gatherings as their top stressors end quote so happy life or if you're one of those who finds the holidays less happy and more hectic that's exactly why we are here right now and you're not alone there are strategies to help And I want to talk about those today so that our holidays will be happy and not hairy. There are a lot of families out there where both parents are working. There are families out there where only one parent is available that have a to-do list that can compete with Santa's. Buying gifts for everybody, trying to stay on top of that crazy Christmas calendar for you, for your work, for your kids. It's nearly impossible to relax, enjoy the season sometimes, it seems. Because there's a lot of stuff going on. Like one working mom said, quote, Christmas makes me sad, lonely, and full of angst. As I see it as a time of nonstop commitments and obligations. It makes me feel like I am performing a juggling act of happiness, trying to make sure the kids and hubby are happy, end quote. And I want to focus on you today. I mean, I'm hoping that she will find this podcast, the the person who said that, but if she doesn't find it, there are so many just like her that are struggling, which is precisely why we can't just move on to Christmas because keeping Thanksgiving as the main role, like I said, is the answer. And it really is quite simple. And for all those of you that struggle over the holidays, this podcast is for you as well as for those that already have happy holidays because we are happier holidays. So no matter what emotional state you are in, stick with us. We're the official podcast of the holidays, unofficially speaking anyway, and we are here to help no matter where your holidays are. We want to help you make them a little bit happier. So for those of you that struggle with the holidays, there are many reasons, and this list by no means is comprehensive, but I wrote down a few reasons why many people, many of us, 
struggle over the holidays. We all struggle over the holidays. It isn't just simply a happy moment. Oftentimes there's darkness in the midst of, of the light. And we, we got to come to a, a, a balance of that. Just to think that nothing bad ever happens, that's not, that's not how we view things at Happy Life Studios here. We believe that Happy Life is a lifestyle where you get and keep your happy no matter what the circumstances around you say. And here are many circumstances that could really make our happy holidays hectic holidays instead. Number one, lack of time. And I really have to admit, much of this really can be our fault. I mean, it's like every year we fall for that line. We want this to be the best Christmas ever. And I think that's a mistake. Instead of saying we need to make this the best Christmas ever, we just need to say we're going to make this the best Christmas that we can make it. This is going to be a great Christmas. But we always try to make things bigger and better. And and, and, and that's kind of a mistake, a mentality shift that we need to have. It's kind of a mistake that we make. I mean, we have these big valid ideas, right? We want to go to every party, to every special Christmas presentation. So we say yes before Christmas even starts. We say yes to all these commitments. We put them all on our calendar. And then once the crazy begins, we're in it. We're stuck because we've already made commitments to those things because we wanted this Christmas to be the best Christmas ever. So we said yes to all these things because it looked like a great idea a month out. But when you're stuck in the middle of it and you're just tired from all the shopping and from all the, the stuff that's going on, after it, it can really take away the happy of the holidays. So I would say this, slow down, say no. If we can say no to drugs that destroy us, <laughs> we can say no to Christmas parties and pageants that kind of do the same thing when they're packed in an already too busy of a holiday calendar. At least say you will think about it and see how you feel two weeks from now once you are in the middle of the crazy season. Once you're in the swing of the season, let's see how you feel at that point and then say whether you're going to go or not go. And if they have to know right now, then just probably figured out what you want to say. But I would, I would lean towards saying no because, well, if, if I would lean towards, depending on your holidays, if your holidays get full of a lot of things, then I would lean towards saying no. If your holidays usually aren't full of a lot of stuff, then go ahead and, and make up your mind what you want to say. But don't feel bad about telling somebody, no, that you just can't make it, that you're limiting your holiday festivities this year. And to those of you who plan the parties, whether your bosses, owners, company, party planners, or just another human friend or neighbor, please realize this about Christmas parties and festivities. And one, don't make it mandatory. Don't put a lot of guilt on somebody that they have to come to your party. Two, be understandable if someone doesn't have the emotional bandwidth to come. Remember how stressed out many of us can get over the holidays. Don't make them lie and say they are sick. Just don't put that pressure on them. Let them know it's okay if they can't show up. And three, if you're going to be the person who adds another party into an already crammed party holiday calendar, make it fun. Do everything you can to make it refreshing and life-giving. Make it a goal to have everyone leave your party feeling valuable as well as refreshed. And for those of you 
that are maybe you listen to this in the midst of the holiday season, you're already feeling it. Here's a silver lining to that cloud. Find moments to breathe. Find moments to pause, to bring in the wonder. When you wonder about something, you pause. You know, you put your hand on your chin and you say, hmm. That's where the wonder of Christmas comes back. The wonder of life comes back when we pause and we think. Pause and fill that pause with something you're thankful for, with thanksgiving. Even if it's just a moment, even if you're in a a, a crazy loud party, if you're in the middle of, of, of a mall and all the noise is going on, you can still take a moment to just pause for five seconds. You could take several moments a day where you just pause for two, three, four, five, ten seconds. Just pause, breathe in, and then fill that moment with something to be thankful for. So lack of time, that can turn our happy into hectic easy. So can lack of money. I know what it's like to not have enough money to want to buy the presents that you want to buy. I mean, the people you want to buy presents for, maybe they bought you a really nice present and you don't have the ability to buy back a present on the same level that they bought you one. You don't have the money. Or maybe that person is really special to you. They're your parents or they're your, your children and you just really want to go above and beyond and you just, you just want to bless them with the best Christmas gift ever and you're frustrated because you know what you really want to buy them, but you can't afford to buy them that. Lack of money can just... You know, then, then you, you start feeling like, I mean, there are Christmases where I didn't know if I was going to be able to buy any presents at all. I know what this is like. And then it, it, it really easy turns into, man, you, I, I feel you're feeling like a failure because I can't make enough money to buy the presents I want to buy. Then you find yourself comparing yourself to other people out there that are buying the really nice presents or spending a lot more on their kids or, or their loved ones or whatever. And, and it, that, it just, it's a dark wormhole, dark rabbit hole. It's a black hole that just takes you to a place that's, that can take the happy out of holidays in an instant. Lack of money can really beat you down. But the silver lining there, in my opinion, maybe you can watch that one scene of the Grinch who stole Christmas near the very end when he realizes what Christmas is really about. When he says something along the lines of maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more. I mean, even pause the podcast right now and, and look for it. It's so, it's so touching. It's so inspiring. Sometimes we get the cart in front of the horse, so to speak. We get it flipped. Christmas is about family. A lot of people, Christmas is about celebrating the birth of God's child who came to earth as a man. That The magic of Christmas, that baby in a manger, baby Jesus in a manger. For other people that might not believe in God, maybe Christmas to you is, it, it's about family. It's about that warmth. Don't flip it around and make it about presents. That's what I'm trying to say. Pause for a second when you start feeling like, I just wish I had more money. Take a moment, pause, and fill that moment with remembering what Christmas to you is really about. If Christmas really is about presents and buying better presents for people than people buy for you and whatever, then I don't know if I can help you much more than that. But I think Christmas is so much more than that. I think it's so much deeper than that. And to limit it to just the kind of presents that I can buy for people, to me, that just feels like 
not as deep. It's, it just feels shallower. Is that a word? Shallower? It just feels more shallow than what really the depth of Christmas and family and being grateful and ending the year with Thanksgiving and, and being with family. This ties into a lot with reason number three, why, how we can lose our happy in our holidays, and that's commercialism. I mean, it seems like you know, Fourth of July is done and stores are already setting up for Christmas. I mean, and everything is commercial and it's buy, buy, buy and, and noise, 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 as the Grinch says, you know. I read about a woman named Laura Lee online who worked in retail for years and it almost ruined her Christmas because she did. It almost ruined all of her Christmases because she worked in retail. She said, quote, I struggled with Christmas for over a decade after my years in retail experience. Watching people become ugly over the money they were spending on each other definitely took the spirit of Christmas out of perspective for me. Laura Lee heard customers yell at employees about out-of-stock items. She watched drivers block parking spots with their bodies rather than other, let other cars <laughs> go in and get them and generally behave like those that belong on the naughty list. All in the spirit of giving during the most wonderful or hap-hap-happiest time of the year most wonderful season of all and that's what i'm talking about it gets flipped when we see it in other people it's so obvious when they're out there blocking parking spaces or or being mean they, they've forgotten that christmas isn't about boxes and bags and presents it's about family and love and being grateful for what you do have the silver lining behind commercialism taking the happier of a holidays is also in what laurel lee said this is what she said about many of those inconsiderate or rude shoppers over the years that she saw working in retail. And I love what she says here. She says, quote, you never know what's going on in someone's life. And all you can really do is be grateful for what you have. We don't have a penny left in that effect. If you haven't got a penny, what have you got? Focus on what you have, not what you have not. I mean, Laura Lee says it great here. And I think we need to realize that people that are out there that may be acting less than happy, we need to realize they have stresses going on in their life as well. And usually when people act out, it's not because everything is going great in their life. It's usually because they're stressed out. Maybe they're feeling the same stresses that you are feeling. And if we can take a step back and pause again and look at their life and wonder what they're going through, I think it makes things a little bit easier for us. We can't control what the stores do with commercialism, but we don't have to allow it to affect us. Number four, the pressures of gift giving. I like what Julie does to keep Christmas fresh. She tries to celebrate every year just a little bit differently. One year she may deck the halls out from the top to the bottom and just put out a small tree the next year. Sometimes she'll go all out on thoughtful presents, just plan weeks and months in advance and get the perfect presents. Other times she just gets gift cards for everyone. She also joined a group that adopted foster kids and provided Christmas gifts for them to keep the reason for the season front and center. And she says, quote, 
I try to avoid the expected and come up with ideas that are unique to our household. As I get older, I find myself looking for new ways to make the real meaning of the season real to me, end quote. The pressure of having to get the perfect gift can be daunting. So remove that from yourself. You don't have to get the perfect gift. If you don't want to get the perfect gift, then get a gift card. We're buying each other gifts to let them know they're special to us. And so when it comes to the pressures of gift giving, do something like Julie does. Simple is better oftentimes. Smaller can be better oftentimes. It reminds us of what Christmas really is about. This year, I got sick on my last trip. And I was only home for a few days before my next trip, and I didn't get the Christmas lights up. You know what? Maybe they won't get up this year because I don't get home until the middle of December. So this year, my wife, she just said, she said, maybe this year we don't get the lights up, but we get them up later. Remember what Christmas is really about. Take a moment, pause. Remember what Christmas is all about. And if you don't have the emotional bandwidth to buy the perfect gift, then write out a note. Buy a gift card. Make it simple. Make it sweet. Because it's not about the boxes, the bags, and the bows. Even the Grinch (laughs) knows that. How about forced family gatherings? Hey, Dad. Mom, hey. Listen, hey. Mom, I got bad news. We're not going to be able to make it tomorrow. It's me. No one was more upset than we were last yeah, year that she got into a half and deal with the situation. Every year, Brad and Kate spend the holidays avoiding their families. But this year... Where are you headed for the holidays? They'll be forced to celebrate... Hi, Mom. It's my dad. They just saw us on the news. With all of them. All they want for Christmas is an exit strategy. I love that movie, Four Christmases. Every year they escape and go somewhere else for the holidays because forced family gatherings, reason number five, can really take the happy out of the holidays, especially when you feel like you have to go. You don't want to go, but you have to go. We feel guilty about that, but family gatherings can most definitely get stressful. You've got all the kids, then you've got the grandkids crying, fighting, dogs barking, running around, the pressures of getting the turkey out at the same time of the sweet potatoes and the rolls and the casseroles. It can be total chaos, not to mention there's hurt feelings sometimes. That's what happens in families. It can get nuts. And if your family, if you've been blessed enough to not experience that in your family, <laughs> way to go. That's awesome. But just do us a favor and watch a little bit of you know, Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. Just watch a little bit of that movie and you can understand what we're talking about. I mean, that's what one thing that makes that movie so great is that we can relate to all that chaos of families and forced family gatherings. Don't feel bad about that. There's a lot of pressure and stress to that. So if that's one of the things that can take the happy away from you, just let me give this little tip here. If forced family gatherings are stressful, There is nothing wrong with limiting your time there. There's nothing wrong with keeping your time there short and sweet. Setting up a goal beforehand, and if you're going with someone else in your family, set a goal with them. Get in, grab some pie, hug a grandkid, a grandparent, or two or or three, say hello, and then get out. And don't feel guilty about that. You need to take care of your mental health. 
That's not on anybody else. That's on us. We need to take care of our mental health. So don't feel guilty about limiting your time and learn to slow down, learn to say no. And lastly, this one's a tough one. Lost loved ones. I almost hesitate on saying anything about this because this is such a touchy subject. And I don't want to come across as inconsiderate or insensitive because I've lost both of my parents and other family members and I, I miss them. I miss them over the holidays and there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't want to sound too cheesy, so please forgive me if I come across as sounding cheesy. I don't want to have a sitcom answer here. Or I just pat you on the back, but there is some truth to this. I like like what Dr. Seuss says. We're talking about the Grinch. He wrote The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. So I like what he says. He says, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. And I find it very interesting that I came across a friend's LinkedIn post And it was really cool. It was from Psychology Today, and it's called How Grief Rewires the Brain by Sophia Dimbling, D-E-M-B-L-I-N-G. She says it way better than I could. I'll just say a couple of lines from it to kind of give you an, an overall. But if you just search Psychology Today, How Grief Rewires the Brain, when I search for it, it's the first thing that popped up. I will leave a link in the show notes. If you have a lost loved one over the holidays, this would be a very important article to read. I think it would really, really help you. Sophia says, quote, grief is not easy. It's long and difficult. And the lessons come in fits and starts. When our loved one died, the map our brain worked from of both our inner and outer worlds was profoundly altered. For a while, neurons fire every which way, trying to make sense of things. Eventually, and we can help, They make new connections as they learn their way around this new terrain, end quote. It's a big deal. That person that you love so much, when they pass, whether they're a loved one or just a close friend or family member or whatever, when they pass, they're connected to all those important things in our life. And now we have to rewire our brains. Sophia Dimling goes on to say, quote, but long-term avoidance of the pain doesn't teach your brain how to process it. Staying home alone doesn't help your brain learn how to function in the world without your person. And avoiding places, people, or activities that remind you of the person takes us out of our day-to-day life. It prevents us from having the deep and meaningful interactions that we can have. And oftentimes that's what we want to do. We want to avoid the pain. We don't go there. So we, we try to avoid it by avoiding the places that remind us of these things. But in this article, and, and she words it so well, she has some great points, but we don't want to avoid these places. There's another way to go about this. She goes on to say, quote, today, here, now is where some peace can be found. Yes, they are gone, but the sky is blue and there's a cardinal on the bird path and my coffee is hot. Would I rather he were here enjoying the morning with me? Of course, but he's not. And wishing only brings pain. This is a mindfulness practice of noticing when your mind wanders toward dark passages and pulling it back to the present moment. End quote. 
It's okay to miss loved ones. That means they meant something to us, but we don't want to ignore that because we're afraid of the pain. And I, like I said, this, this could take several more podcasts to just dive into this. And I'm not a psychologist by any means. Um, I'm not a, a grief counselor or anything like that. There are articles out there that can help. And we need to find those articles because we don't want to spend our Christmases avoiding things because we miss a loved one. And if you're missing a loved one over the holidays, and maybe it's even been many years, maybe it's just been a few days. I want to say, first of all, to you, I am really sorry that you are going through that. And we want to help. There is help out there. Don't be afraid to find it. That loved one would want you to enjoy your holiday season. So I'll leave the link to that article in the show notes. Uh, Look it up. And there's so many other articles out there. But if you need help, get help. Don't be afraid to let people know you need help. Let's make these holidays not necessarily the happiest holidays of ever, but we can make them happier holidays. We can make them the hap, hap, happiest season of all. And like I said, this list is not even close to comprehensive. I mean, there's no way we could come up with all the reasons we struggle keeping the happy in the holidays. This is simply a list to show us that for every reason out there, there is another way to look at it. There is a silver lining behind every cloud. And that really, the answer to all the difficult and or hurtful reasons is easy. It's just being thankful. Seeing what you have, not what you don't. To pause and then fill that moment with something to be thankful for. Because there's always something to be thankful for. And that's kind of the point I was trying to get across with all these reasons. Thankful holidays are happy holidays and I'm thankful for you remember life isn't perfect but that doesn't mean it can't be happy Steve Ace.